You are listening to ACPN. Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is another episode of the new release wall. So, as per usual, this is Russ and. And I'm Zach. All right. And uh, we're going to be talking about Venom, which is. Uh, it, it has taken a ton of abuse from fans and critics. Uh, what did, what did you think, Zach? I liked it, um, but one of the things it was like, I really wanted to like it. Um, if I had walked in there and not had Venom be one of my favorite fucking characters yeah. of all time, and I love Tom Hardy, and I think he played a great... He played a great... Uh, um, <coughs> it was just, you know, the, the back yeah, and forth yeah. was good. Um but uh, it had certainly had its problems. Um, writing and kind of writing was one of them. I thought a little bit. Um, I mean, the dialogue back and forth uh, yeah. between them, kind of in the in the head, was 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 uh, more than fine. Like especially since clearly they went. I wish they had gone a little bit farther. Yeah. On yeah. the like, this is supposed to be funny. Yeah, it um, was very clearly like meant to be a dark comedy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that somebody somebody wrote up uh, at least like a subhead. It was like, uh, as long as you view it as a dark romance, um, it's uh, it's a good film, which I I think that's that's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. I mean, again, like I I'd heard not much really good about it. My good friends on Tomato Tomato got drunk to talk about it because they hated it so much. Oh. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most that, that was really interesting, uh, and, and interesting, I mean, in, in a critical way, is the fact that, like, I really liked Ludwig Göransson's scores in both Creed and uh, Black Panther. Yeah. In this movie, I spent the whole time thinking, like, this is a movie with great sound design. Yeah. In terms of, like, the effects and, like, especially the way that they had the, like, the weird, like, bug noise that that was going on in the first few scenes where he had the symbiote so that it was... But, like, it it, it was, like, in a movie with such great sound design, the music was totally uninspired. Like, it felt... I mean, and and overwhelming of, at times. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the car chase scene was, like, I would have rather, especially since the sound design was good, um, was very good. Um, I would have rather had just, you know, motorcycle yeah, yeah. cars and just, you know, do it a little bit more raw than have, you know, that sort of shit on it. Yeah. But, no, and, I, and I, it, it was weird because uh, one of the things that people have said about this movie, in in both a positive and a negative way, is that it feels like the best superhero movie of 1998. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I can see where they're coming from. I do think it's it's slightly better than that in a lot of ways. But I do think uh, one of the one of the things that stands out about the music is that it feels very much like. And it, it part of the reason that I it struck me as being bad. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just that it was incredibly boring because everything was safe. It was like if you're making like a fake movie trailer. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. or or a fake movie yeah. inside of the movie. Yeah. Like the score for this is like the cartoon version of what of what a yeah. movie score would be like. 
he had a do 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 kind of like high strings and a lot and a lot of moments of tension. You had the. It, it you felt know. like it felt, um, which is especially surprising because I didn't know it was done by. Yeah, neither. I mean, I didn't like, know guy until... who knows how to do his fucking shit. Yeah. It felt like the stuff that you're like, oh, I'm gonna download this as the like the cheap downloads yeah, exactly. for your podcast sort of audio. Like the, it's specifically generic so that it can be right. edited too. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Lord knows because I know that this thing went through a lot of last minute yeah, cuts. Yeah, yeah. It's possible that Goranson was instructed to basically make essentially generic because like they needed to be able to cut around yeah. you know um and again like certainly i'm not like bagging on the guy because he's a he's a, he's been a great composer in the other movies that i've yeah. like that is like the creed score is a fucking masterpiece yeah. um but uh but this one it just it it was like this weird dissonance of like the really unappealing score and the fact that like the sound design was so good yeah. and so creative it does that the at least the theory of that, like the edit changed yeah. things, also makes makes a lot of sense because one of the things that his scores in other films do is that they evolve yeah. and build. Like Creed, the score itself is 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 a timeline of the movie. Yeah, you know, and yeah, same absolutely. thing. I mean, uh, I don't distinctly remember it as much in Black Panther, but similar, you know. Yeah. Uh, but this, it just seemed like again, like the generic insert music yeah. here, insert like super vaguely it, again yeah, it goes yeah. to the it basically it goes surprisingly to the back to the marvel yeah, superhero the marvel thing. problem you know well and uh, one of the things that because when i interviewed um junkie xl a few years ago before he did uh oh god i think he had just done sin city 2 or something yeah, right. i can't remember what i was talking to him for but he was about to do mad max fury road yeah. and <clears throat> One of the things that we talked about was the fact that modern superhero scores don't have, or, or not all of them, but many of them don't have a theme anymore for, yeah. the, for the main character. And that's not an inherently bad thing, but I think it definitely, it, it can be a bad thing. Yeah. It's like with a score like this where most of it was not memorable, it would have been really helpful for Venom to have his own like theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then at least... It would be like sonically different and interesting yeah. when Venom was, you know. especially when you're building a world too. Like if yeah. it's a one-off film, it's not nearly, I guess, not to right. me, it's not as important to have that. But you're building, you know, uh, whether or not it's spoilers or not. Um, yeah. I mean, especially this this far on. But like, there's if anyone who read the comics back in the day when Venom was really first introduced, yeah. there's a famous storyline, um, or at least to me it was famous. I don't yeah, know if it's yeah. actually famous. Maximum Carnage, where basically there's Venom and other symbiotes uh, yeah. fight off, fight each other. Um, and even like within the first 25 minutes of the film, I think they kind of like the fact that there's more than one symbiote. Yeah. They set up the fact that this might be a thing. Yeah, um, exactly. So. I mean, uh, the 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 movie is heavily based on a miniseries from I think 1993 called Venom Lethal Protector, where basically at that point Carnage was already a thing, yeah. and Carnage is not in this movie, yeah. uh, but like in Lethal Protector. He didn't fight Carnage. He fought, like, an army of lesser symbiotes mm -hmm. that were all, like... It was, like, there's the girl symbiotes, and there's the, like, one who had knives for arms. And, like, it, it, there was a whole bunch of other, you know, beings from Venom's home planet who were possessing other people. And in the comics, it's funny, because in the comics, like, it, he was essentially the main symbiote, whereas... 
in this movie kind of explicitly he's not yeah he's as he says a loser (laughs) yeah yeah uh which i actually i liked um they they played eddie brock in this movie very much like rocky uh right down to the slurred like speech but but like you know that it one of the things that you know in the his his like fall from grace in this movie is a little different than it was in the comics, but in both cases it's his fault. Yeah. Uh, in in the comics, Eddie is disgraced and loses his job because he has this big like expose. Yeah. And it you know it was like a a reveal of I think it's a killer or something, but uh, after his thing has already gone to press, Spider Man catches the real killer. And so that's why he like he loses his job and he gets sued by this guy and then he blames Spider-Man for ruining his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in this one similarly, he's interviewing Carlton Drake, who's the head of the Life Foundation and essentially like the main kind of corporate bad guy. Yeah. And because all of these movies have a main corporate bad yeah. guy. Uh, and and Drake essentially. Uh, He's doing terrible things, but Eddie's girlfriend is part of a law firm that represents the Life Foundation. Yeah. So he, like, essentially steals information off of her computer to do a gotcha interview when he's supposed to be doing a puff piece. Yeah. Which is one of those things where I'm like, the whole setup of this movie doesn't really make sense. Like, he's a... Eddie Brock, in the context of this movie... Like, in the comics, he was just a photojournalist, and he kind of stepped out of his lane to write this story, and that was part of the problem. Yeah. Like, in this movie, he's... Like, a Greg Palast, Alex Jones, somewhere on that spectrum, in terms of, like, he's a famous investigative reporter with his name in the title of the show, who, like, is... You know, has a list of people he's taken down. Do you you know Charlie LaDuff from Detroit? No, I don't. Oh, he... And I, I'm actually really curious. Like, if I had an opportunity yeah. to interview him, I'd be like, "Did you just watch Charlie the Left videos?" And just be like, "No, he's uh, he's this fantastic uh, local news uh, reporter uh, who is I think he's a Pulitzer Prize winner now, yeah. uh, but he's written a couple books or whatever. But about he lived in Detroit right. and basically it was kind of expose type stuff, uh, but also doing it kind of comically and literally the voice." the like the down to like the way that he was on camera like yeah. kind of uncomfortable but like still kind of a little yeah, goofy yeah. like it, it's literally like i'm like it, i just i can't unhear it now nice. like but um but he's definitely he's he's yeah i mean they they obviously imply um they imply that he's yeah. a, a great investigative journalist which of course then you're like why like why would you ever assign this guy who is essentially a hard-hitting investigative yeah. journalist with a reputation for being a gotcha guy yeah. to, like, go do a puff piece on this Silicon Valley yeah. asshole who you know to be evil. Yeah. It's just, like, no editor would actually do that. Like... Yeah, I, I, I wish that they could have they could have solved that problem. And, and, again, I think this might be one of those things where I don't think that anyone outside of journalism would probably think a second thing. Because yeah, oh, yeah, it, it's yeah. Such, it's such a shtick that has happened in yeah. so many films where you have, like, no, you have to do this puff piece... If if uh, uh, the oh what the fuck's the name the Carl, Carlton not Carlton Carlton Drake Carlton, is the bad oh, guy. Yeah. Um, what a terrible first name for him. Uh, uh, but it's, it's just it's he, he's not a Carlton like. But, it's just it, the, he was a white blonde guy in the comics. Yeah no. I, well I, I don't know I think of Carlton and I think of uh, in Living uh, Color it, was it not or no, no, uh, no Will Smith's uh, oh my god. Um, um, anyway but he um, Fresh Prince of yeah Fresh Prince um, but. 
uh, he if if he had said like I want Eddie because the girlfriend and right, and because exactly. also because doing a doing a nice interview with a hard hitting investigative journalist right would they think that that would mean something right like, it's exactly. a very corporate credibility and, but honestly like you know like again that's one of those things that I think we think about yeah yeah uh, which which again you know I I think otherwise he he played a pretty good I think he played a pretty good investigative journalist just the way that he was like a schlub and you know like that's all I can do I'm like I know so many journalists so many investigative journalists who literally is just like this like which though I don't know it's he just kind of played Tom Hardy yeah like so it's hard to say I I wish I wish that he was a photojournalist but um, it would play better to the whole being completely broke thing but (laughs) I I think What's interesting about the the dynamic between him and the symbiote is this idea that they establish that they're both losers, mm-hmm. and so like that creates some fun opportunities in the back half of the movie, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, now we can be friends instead of me eating your body and taking yeah. over the world. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's an abrupt shift, uh, which I think, and and granted, like the there's like a middle section where he gets briefly separated from the Venom symbiote. And I think that you had a beat there where Venom was trying to talk to Eddie and Eddie wasn't listening. And so you can, you can kind of excuse the abruptness of the shift. Yeah. Uh, I will say there's a minor, uh, I say minor because I, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, other people got much more upset about this continuity gaffe that the director didn't interview today. Just acknowledging like, yeah, that's just, bad continuity uh which is that riot the symbiote takes over a host and then just like lives an unassuming life in this old taiwanese lady for like six months because you cut to six months later and he's still in the same host and he hasn't done any more chaos and then he like goes and just jumps into the action of the movie and starts to host jumping and killing people and all that but it's like literally it's like yeah slaughter host Wait six months, and then start slaughtering again as soon as Venom is a thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that they needed the six months to establish like the changes to Eddie's life, and yeah. they didn't really consider. Yeah. The, I, like, I didn't. I didn't honestly think about it. No, I. W- I don't think I would have thought about it honestly, except that somebody brought it up to the director today, and yeah. he was just. He basically was just like, "Yeah, during one of the edits, like we moved some scenes around, and we ended up creating this gaff, and oops." I, I honestly kind of put it off to the because I, I, I there's like vague conscious like wait yeah. there was some time but on the other hand I was just like how the fuck did he get yeah from yeah. <laughs> wherever was I can't it? remember where it yeah, was Malaysia or something Malaysia yeah, yeah. yeah was to to San Francisco like yeah it's not it's not uh, you know it's not 1974 where you could just like walk up and buy, pay, yeah, drop exactly. down some cash and then whatever I mean it would take some time for like even a symbi- to have a like a woman who probably yeah. doesn't speak any English or whatever yeah. I'm more the my 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 bigger problem was uh, how the fuck did that little girl get from the airport to yeah, to the, the lab just like walk yeah. into the lab and no one stopped I'd be like I'm sorry like, Especially when they just had like a major security breach and a bunch yeah, of people died yeah, and yeah. all this, like yeah. 
But, but like, no, in the middle of the mayhem, like, there's just... I mean, I also go, how did, uh, you know, um, fuck, I had Jenny, I forget Jenny, Jenny Slate's, Slate's character. Um, who, by the way, I, I, I'm happy that she's getting like, yeah, big roles, yeah, because she's yeah. just fucking fantastic. Um, but, uh, she, like... Did she not think about the fact that there are video cameras everywhere? I, I know. I was thinking <laughs> like, that. They just, they just walked. I'm like, he doesn't even have a hoodie on. And also, it's not like... It's like they've already established. Like, security probably knows what Eddie Brock looks like. Yeah. I mean, everyone... <laughs> so it's just... She's a really bad, smart person. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I honestly, like, after they caught and everything went bad, I mean, like, yeah, you don't show up to work the next day. Like, she's the fact that she showed up to work and... yeah. Well, I think I think the problem was that she was actually at work because, like, if you notice, she gets there and it's pitch black, with, yeah. like when they get there. Yeah. But he's like escaping at dawn, and so I think uh, what okay, happened so was she day, was yeah, still yeah. there, yeah. and it would have been more suspicious for yeah, her to leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. <laughs> no, I still would have like ran. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's feeding he's feeding homeless people basically to yeah uh, to symbiotes. I mean, like this is a dude that probably will just kill me. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no apology here. There's no okay. Well, you lose your you know, yeah. you lose your job and you're not getting your 401k. Like <laughs> this is, this is also, this is one of those movies. And again, this speaks to the, like, yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, it is one of those movies where like you see all this chaos happen in the movie. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, there doesn't appear to be any consequences for yeah. it. Like there's no fallout from the fact that yeah, like yeah. he murdered a SWAT team. Yeah. Like they... the, your main character killed like 30 <laughs> cops. And, like, they all knew it because he didn't have the symbiote on him when yeah. they, like... And there's got to be a body cam yeah. camera somewhere. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, I I did, like, I was really amused. Like, and this is, actually, it's funny because, like, the black comedy element of it didn't really start to kick in until he was fully Venom. And yeah. he was starting to have the banter, like the buddy, uh, like, the buddy comedy thing with the symbiote. But I think one of my favorite, like, random things of, like being amused at something that wasn't supposed to be funny yeah. was the big like car chase when the drones are trying to kill him yeah. and so like you have all these random people whose cars are getting blown up by yeah, the like little yeah. drone missiles and clearly being murdered i mean like well, the so, cars some, are on fire some like, of them yes but there, there was one in particular yeah. like the first civilian car in traffic that got hit with one of the little missiles yeah like, the back half was totally on fire, but the front half wasn't. And all I could think was, like, you're just sitting there in traffic, and all of a sudden it's like, what the hell just happened? My car is engulfed in blue flame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which I do like that they did, um, there's a handful of things like that, that they yeah. tried, like, something slightly different, as yeah. opposed to just big explosions, that there's, like, some science aspect. Yeah. because And it wasn't done, like, super fake. It, it did, though, like, it felt... Um, unlike even so, like unlike most all the Marvel films, um, it felt like the com like a comic book. Yeah. It just had that the setup and the framing and the things like yeah. that. And I mean, we haven't talked about the uh, like the CG. I'm like it, it was all like eighty five. Yeah. It, it was it was like there's a handful of scenes like the one in the trailer where like yeah. we are, you know thing and then the we are Venom scene was cool. But the um, like there's a handful of scenes that aren't that amazing like yeah. they did a lot of smoke cover and yeah. darkness cover like the film was like and, and a lot of dark but the but the main and this is like spoiler land um, i i would say from here on we'll do spoilers because yeah, yeah. we haven't like we've we've 
hinted at stuff. We haven't gotten super spoilery, but yeah. like it is two weeks old by the time yeah. this actually gets published. Um, but the uh, the final fight scene um, was, I thought, pretty incredible. I wish they had brought up the light a little bit because it was so yeah. dark. I mean, obviously, I know it's at night, but it's still, it's like. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing maybe that's another 500,000. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Every, like, more you can see is another couple, probably, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. But uh, it reminded me so much of the comics, which mm. was great. Oh, yeah. And the way that they're combining together yeah. and fighting and things like that. And they like had, that. like, because they were, sh- they were fighting in low light, but they had bursts of highlight. Yeah. You would have almost a strobe effect where things would essentially freeze yeah. for a second, and you would get the affect of being essentially a comic book panel. Yeah. You would get like a solid second and a half of like a really cool visual. Yeah. Uh, which I, I did like. Yeah, I liked sl- how basically they... slowed everything down. Yeah. And, you could and in fact, in and general, I liked the fight scenes and the action sequences in this. Mm-hmm. I think that they use the powers creatively, which is like that's a huge problem for superhero yeah. movies. That's actually one of the reasons I like Zack Snyder so much is because when you look at Man of Steel, even though he's like. It's like fucking massive destruction and all this. The uses of the powers are super creative and visually interesting. Yeah. And so this movie, I felt like they did that in a way that, you know, when you look at the Marvel movies, Iron Man usually is using his powers pretty creatively. But other than that, it's basically just people throwing. Like, yeah, Yeah. punching things or throwing bolts. Uh, Doctor Strange obviously being kind of the odd man out there, but Mm -hmm. like his bag of tricks has been pretty limited so far. Uh,. But yeah, so I, I did like the action sequences and I liked the, the uses of the powers. But the CG was weird and dodgy and occasionally, like it's funny, I think one of the things with the CG of the symbiotes themselves is that there were times when I would look at it and I'd be like, that's right, that's how that should look. It's still not how I like want it to look in yeah, my head. Yeah. Uh, like one of the things is like because the symbiotes look like... They basically look like one of those little, like, goo balls that you can, like, throw at the wall and it splats and it sticks and rolls. And they take on an almost kind of fractal affect at times. Mm -hmm. And in my head, because I've seen the comics, I want them to be more, like, essentially like blood. Yeah. Like blood or oil, some kind of thick, liquidy, like, gooey. And, And I'm like, but realistically, the way that they behave in this movie... It, they wouldn't be that. Yeah. Like it, the, what what they do with the CG in the, in like the scenes where the symbiotes are outside of people's yeah. bodies, actually is what it would probably look yeah. like yeah. in the real world. Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't jive with what's. It, the, the problem is it's it, and again this is not a problem. I'm just right, saying right, the right. problem with us watching is the fact that it's so fucking close the comics yeah and like deeply deep like i'm talking about the maximum like right. the maximum carnage era at least it's so deeply close to the comics but it's just slightly off from, right, yeah. from that vision and so you so get like, like a cognitive yeah, dissonance almost yeah, yeah. or a, that's not a uh like an uncanny valley yeah, thing, yeah like almost yeah. <laughs> uh just a very weird uncanny valley yeah, it's from yeah a comic right? book thing of an alien anyway yeah but yeah. um but no, you're you're right. I think that's probably a big, and that's a that's I think part of why the movie hasn't really clicked with a lot of critics is because Venom here is straight out of the comics in a lot of ways, and one of the things that you forget because he's like badass and like because they use his powers in cool ways and all that is that like there's something really inherently goofy about Venom as a character. Yeah. yeah. Like he is this unstable loser who has an alien yelling at him in his head 
who does terrible things for the right reasons sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, I do like the fact that they explored the fact, or, or at least touched on the fact, that uh, he blames other people for his problems. Yeah. I don't think that they put enough time into resolving that, but I don't know how they could have done that mm-hmm. without really slowing the movie down. Because by the time... Like, by the time they ab- they address it, mm-hmm. you're so far into the movie and there's more important shit going on. So his character development, it, it's like they address it, they acknowledge it, and they move on. And I, like, a part of me would have liked to see more of it, but the other side of me is, like, I don't know where in this movie you put more of it. Yeah, yeah. Or what you remove to put that in. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to if the fact that they set up a sequel yeah um, and the fact that it's done well enough that it probably will get one well and, and more than being done well enough it's it made a, it made a bunch of money uh, I don't know what they spent to make this movie but it opened at 80 million domestic mm-hmm. and that was a record for the month it's one of those yeah. things where it's like yes it's not a hundred million dollar opening but it's also fucking Venom yeah. not not Spider-Man yeah. and it's it's in they they put it out in October and it shattered the October record by yeah. like twenty million dollars, yeah. and uh, and it opened on a weekend where the where A Star Is Born came out yeah. and made forty million. Yeah. So you're sitting here going probably yeah. those two movies ate ten million dollars off of each other's yeah. gross. I mean, thankfully. I mean, they are very but, <laughs> different in films. One's Lady Gaga. One's, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, but <laughs> one's a soul-sucking demon. The other one's Venom. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, but I, uh, um, I like the fact that it was good enough and whatever. And hopefully, the next one will have that. Like again, like I feel like the the CG. I mean, the next one, the setup. If it's if it is Maximum Carnage. Yeah. Um, it's gonna need another hundred million dollars just for CG. I mean, yeah. Because. After the film is fight, I mean, I has has to be. They they got away with thirty minutes, forty minutes of uh, mostly not symbiote yeah, like sort yeah. of stuff going on. Um, but like the next one is clearly just it would have to be to some level be yeah. just a kind of fight sequence. I mean, there's only so much you can follow Tom Hardy around being an investigative journalist that that will get the comic yeah. book fans. Yeah, um, and I mean that that's the other thing too is that uh, the next movie. This is one of those things very much again like Creed. Where you go, okay, so the next movie is kind of a make-or-break thing because when you get, when you do a second one, you don't have the grace period of building the world, yeah. and so now you're dropping right into into an established world, and it's like, how do you make this character interesting for an hour and a half? Because yeah. like Venom versus Carnage in the comics, like, is cool. Yeah. Uh, but we already saw him fight another bigger, stronger symbiote yeah. with cooler weapons at the end of this movie. I do kind of wonder what their approach is for Carnage. Mm-hmm. There are elements of the Carnage character. I mean, first of all, just being psychotic, and you know, uh, I almost feel like what they might do with it is go the other way, and rather than having it be super superhero, be that essentially Cletus is bullying the the symbiote into submission so you focus more on Eddie as an investigative journalist and yeah. it's like he follows a murder mystery yeah that you know that that would be a, a way of dealing with both the budgetary issues and also making it distinct yeah. from every other superhero movie but anyway that's a would also be kind of interesting I, I doubt that they'll do it <laughs> um, but it would be interesting as the world combined more and more um, if you actually had 
Spider-Man in it. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's it's an I interesting thing it, because it's so weird. They're I mean, making all. I know these... he's dust right now, so yeah, he's dead, yeah. right? Okay. Um, but <laughs> so is uh, so is Black Panther, and yeah. today they officially announced that Ryan Coogler is coming back to do <laughs> yeah, the <yeah>. sequel. <laughs> um, Oh. It was. This was the day of like everybody just getting direct like announcements that it was like yes we already knew that because yeah. DC also officially acknowledged that James Gunn is writing Suicide Squad yeah. two, and like that broke yesterday and everybody went bananas and then today they like mentioned it like officially on yeah. the DC Daily like news show, and it was just it was literally like a 15 second thing of yeah. like welcome to the family James Gunn blah 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 blah, blah. because it was like there's there's no. This is theoretically we're 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 confirming it yeah, here. Yeah, we're but, breaking the news, but but uh, three people had like, all like three different outlets had already claimed it as an exclusive, yeah. and then like Polygon had gotten Warner Brothers to just kind of tacitly say yes yeah, for yeah. like on background, yeah. so they couldn't quote anything. But it was like no, we have confirmation. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, Venom is a a loud. The the last thing though. Oh yeah. yeah. Compared to. Um, because this is something I think we talked about when we mm. talked about Upgrade. Um, oh, and by that, the way, <laughs> there were scenes in this that I was just like, oh, this is Upgrade. And the thing is, I actually, and I think Tommy, Tom, uh, Tom Hardy did a great job in it, uh, in the way that, the yeah. compared to Upgrade, where basically you have to pretend that someone else is controlling yeah, your body, exactly. which is its own, probably its own acting like yeah. experience thing. Yeah. But, I think that actually Upgrade was better than that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is Um, funny because I didn't think at the time that Tom Hardy was going to be doing this in Venom. And so when everybody was making the the joke that that guy looked like the four man's Tom Hardy, (laughs) I'm like, oh, but he did it better. Uh, So... uh, um, did you, you saw the thing where I went to the video store in Vancouver, right? And yes. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, for anybody who didn't see my Instagram feed, which is pretty much everybody because nobody, uh, I I went to a video store in Vancouver and I took a picture of the employee recommendation tag on Upgrade, and the the recommendation tag said, "Like Knight Rider, but your body is the car." Uh, <laughs> second, second. Only. And also then tries to kill you at the end, which I don't yeah. remember that from Knight Rider, but you know. Uh, second in humor only to uh, when I went to the to the to Videodrome in Atlanta, they don't actually have like tags on things to, to entice you to buy. They, mm. they they just they have videos, but there was one tag on any movie that I could see anywhere in the store, mm. and it was a giant yellow sticker that said Oscar winner on Suicide Squad. <laughs> so, which is what we were saying is that since yeah. there's an Eminem song in this, and oh it's yeah, an original right. Venom, that there's a very good chance that Venom will be a because just because of the rarity yeah, of these yeah, days, they, of, they don't do that. I mean, star, a, uh, whatever the fuck Lady Gaga song, yeah, a star is probably going to win the Academy Award. Uh, did did for, she have an original song in there? I though? assume she I, had I, to have because, I mean, because this, the whole point is to get yeah. an Academy Award for her. Um, if she doesn't already have one, I don't think she's done an original song. I don't think song. she's done a. No, I don't think no, she's. Don't think so. That's surprising. I think this is her first feature film. Oh, I meant as a as a music as a. Singer. But I, but I just yeah, mean yeah. I I think this is her first feature film like anything that yeah. I've been that I'm aware of and I'm sure that like her songs have been in soundtracks yeah, before, yeah. but it, I I believe this is not only her first appearance or like her first performance but also her first like yeah, original yeah. anything, because yeah. she like her I remember it being a big deal when she came yeah, to. Uh, American Horror Story. Oh, oh Although yeah. now that I say it out loud, I think you know what she might have been in Suicide or in Sin City too. Oh yeah, I think she was. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't watch that movie. Yeah. I own it. I, I haven't seen it either. Uh, but anyway, um, 
But yeah, that, the, there's the amusement here that that because original songs are so rare, it's distinctly possible that it Venom could end up being an Academy yeah, Award yeah, nominee. Yeah. yeah, it won't win. Yeah, but like, and especially because uh, I I don't think Eminem won any Oscars for Eight Mile, but he was definitely nominated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, like that film got nominated a bunch of times because I think it got original screenplay or yeah. something too because uh, that was written by I want to say because it wasn't it directed by Curtis Hansen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And so I think it was written by whoever it was that wrote the Wonder Boys screenplay. Yeah, it's a uh, good film, but he wasn't that amazing in it. No, I I still haven't seen it because yeah. I at the time I was just. I, I had no interest in seeing oh. Eminem. Yeah. And I was working at Blockbuster at the time, and I was really annoyed that there was a fucking tie-in video game for the Eight Mile movie. There, wait, there was. Yeah, there was an Xbox oh, game. God. I'm like 99% sure. Uh, <laughs> I think there was one for Get Rich or Die Trying too. I mean, that makes sense. Um, but, but yeah. But yeah uh, I mean, my 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 summary is uh, Venom is a loud, dumb movie full of a lot of broad ridiculous jokes yeah. but like i i can't say i didn't enjoy about 85 yeah. percent of it uh, it was the more it was basically the the dark dark comic version of upgrade yeah uh, <laughs> i mean it shares a lot and again like it, without be- without belaboring the point or getting too deep into the the kind of criticism that that has been dogging it a little bit mm-hmm. it does kind of get into that like if if we want like we could look at all the movies that we've said this feels like an, a movie from the late 90s yeah. that that we really enjoyed but we're like objectively it's not as good as like the best movies of today but like it's it's a lot less offensive than like it's that thing when you take a big swing yeah. if you don't hit the ball you can fuck up horribly mm-hmm. this is definitely not a horrible fuck up this yeah. is like it's a foul no maybe uh, not a foul maybe it's a double or something. yeah it's the thing is i i um i will bet that um, the DVD release will have the 40-minute oh, yeah, extra, be and that'll be much, yeah. much better. Um, I, 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 though, I will say, I hope that it's just not 40 minutes more. Yeah. Like, I hope that they cut out 40 minutes and then replaced it with something else, because... Yeah this film being 40 minutes longer yeah. even with a lot of like violence and craziness which yeah. again I think it really needed it was kind of insane that there wasn't a single yeah like, it, it was funny now that I think about it like all the head bites were off yeah. screen and the you know and, and things yeah. like that and it was just like wait a minute maybe that's actually partially what it was missing because it's like it, that's Venom. The, like. <laughs> the last scene in particular was funny because like there's the scene where he he kills the mob enforcer guy by biting yep. his head off but apparently he swallowed the guy whole yeah. because when he's he walking missed, out gone, of the yeah, yeah. yeah there was nothing on yeah. there was no blood there was no any like and that wasn't even like it literally would have been a background detail there's yeah. no way it would have affected your rating yeah, yeah, yeah. so clearly it was just a creative decision to have nothing there yeah <laughs> Unless maybe they thought they were going to put it in in post later, and then when it was a PG-13 movie, they decided like, against. Uh, yeah. But, like, it was a weird choice to have just no sign yeah. that something horrible yeah, that was happen. That was, that was, was like, because I was looking, you, you do, you, they definitely give the space for it, too. Oh, yeah. Like, not enough that it would be a whole body, but, like, enough that right, you see, but like, there's, a foot. Yeah, there's, like, like a, it, yeah. exactly, yeah, like, in there's. In the depth, yeah. But <laughs> it, uh, um, it was a. <laughs> I love the, how calmly the, the store owner dealt with 
like the massive venom like shows like just appears out of nowhere and then grabs the grabs the gun and then eats the guy basically after yeah, a short yeah. conversation and then she's just like oh so how you doing <laughs> and he walks out fine yeah which i wonder if he paid for his if he got anything anyway but um maybe, maybe yeah. it's like shazam he's just like i'm a superhero yeah yeah <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that it it was dumb fun. See it in theaters. Uh, I I really don't think I I don't think it's nearly as bad. Like that first couple of days when everybody was like, oh my god, it's the like people who were like, it's it's Catwoman quality bad. I'm like, oh, it's not even remotely close yeah, to. Yeah, no. Like it's not only not Catwoman quality bad. Yeah. Like even subtracting like the dumb fun of it all, I I'm like, I'm watching this and going like, I know it's not objectively good. Mm-hmm. But like I'm in, like a, an easy example is I'm enjoying this so much more than I enjoyed Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh God, yeah. Like Homecoming was just no so paint in... by numbers and so dull, and and I don't know. I guess it's because we have five superhero movies a year now. But I really do feel like if if you're not doing something different. Yeah then what's the point? And, yeah. like, Venom might not have been doing anything great, but it yeah. was doing something different. Yeah. And, I mean, Homecoming was just, like, it felt like this This is a mandatory... I mean, it literally was. Yeah, yeah. It's a mandatory film that must be made. You know, I mean, it didn't even... I personally enjoy the most recent Fantastic Four more than I enjoy Homecoming. And yeah. I'm a fucking Spider-Man. Like, yeah, that's yeah. my, like... That it was always my, you know... Hey, I, I, this, this film, um, I, it makes me look forward to a potential sequel. Also makes me look forward to, um, yeah. as a, as a joke, always the Snyder cut. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this actually probably could use the Snyder cut. Um, <laughs> That's actually we, when we, when the, when the home release happens and we get the inevitable extended, unrated version. Yeah. We should just call it a Snyder cut. <laughs> full on that's the that's the it's not an uncut version anymore it's the Snyder exactly and that's actually if somebody was smart they would like literally just license that (laughs) just be like hey we'll give you some pittance like 75 cents to put your fucking name on this as a joke and I can't I have a feeling he would go for it yeah Uh, well anything that goes to him funding the Fountainhead movies he's gonna make now (laughs) anyway don't give him money Hollywood for this dear lord but, uh, all right, any final thoughts? Uh, definitely see it in theaters. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's still up. Um, I think it's definitely worth worth it to see in theaters um, because, yeah, it's, I mean, again, it's an action... It's a, yeah, you know, it's an action spectacle yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Again, the, the, the effects are what the effects are. They would have been top of the line five, six years ago. Uh, now they're kind of middle of the road, but there are some really great moments and some really dopey moments. Yeah. Uh, but this movie is so kind of it so revels in its silliness that the dopey moments really don't bother you because it's it's almost like the jurassic games kind of thing where it's just like of course that plant scene is gonna look dumb because it's jurassic games yeah and it's that same thing it's like of course not everything is gonna look perfect because it's a pg-13 rated venom movie that was made for a third of the budget of spider-man homecoming yeah so, less, but, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, check it out. Uh, we we enjoyed it. It was not great, but we we enjoyed it. Yes. So, uh, we will be back very soon. I actually uh, tomorrow I want to try to see. I I'll, I'll give you my DC Universe login. I want to talk about the Titans pilot because oh yeah, it's a thing that that exists. Hmm. Uh, and I originally I wanted to do these two as like companion pieces, but I just didn't ha- I didn't have my act together to get you <laughs> a screener on time. 
So anyway, we will be back soon uh, to talk Titans, and soon after that to talk about clear and present danger, because we still haven't finished our Jack Ryan thing. I had to go off on various work trips, and it just kind of kept falling by the wayside. So many Jack Ryan films. That's true. That's true. So we'll be back soon. Uh, You can like, rate, share, subscribe to the Emerald City Video Podcast on your podcatcher of choice. We are now on Spotify, officially. Fancy. Yeah. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at ECV underscore podcast. I'm Russ Burlingame on there. He's ZD Roberts on there. And, uh, yeah, always remember to remind your tapes and uh, check back here and uh, by noon on the third day because this is the new release wall. So it's really, it's, it's not <laughs> fi- the fifth day. It should be the third day because, you know, only two-day rentals. Uh, so we'll be back soon. A-C-E-N.